welcome to the Herd Hot Corner with Thundering Herd softball coach Megan Smith-Lyon. Next pitch from Allstrom. Harold gets a hold of this one, sends it to deep right field. Tats Lezak following it back. Look up and say goodbye. The one-two pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. It's a complete game shutout for Kaylee Choice. This one right field. That one might leave the park. And it will. Goodbye, home run. Right on cue. It's a three-run shot for Sage Pie to deep right. Full count. Adams drives this one high and deep to right field. Ross chasing it back. Look up and say goodbye. Katie Adams with her second home run of the season, and she comes through clutch yet again. After getting swept in its first Conference USA series of the season, Marshall Softball has gone on a run to win six in a row in Conference USA, sweeping Middle Tennessee State two weekends back, and then Charlotte this past weekend by totaling up 26 runs while giving up 17 in the three games. Marshall Softball now sets its focus to a weekend series in Boca Raton, Florida, against the Florida Atlantic Owls in a pivotal Conference USA East Division matchup. Andrew Rogers here with head coach Megan Smith. Lion coach, a big comfort behind win in game one. Uh, obviously, the final score is 11 to 4, but you guys were down 4 to 3. So, what really clicked offensively to help get you those eight runs in the fifth and sixth inning to put Charlotte away there in the first game? You know, I think we um, we stayed calm. We stayed within ourselves. We did not press. You know, we were, we were still confident in what we were going to be doing in our game plan, regardless of the score at the time. And, you know, our hitters, um, you know, were very disciplined, put good pitches, and put a lot of pressure on, on them and, and their pitcher. And, uh, you know, that was it was huge for us to keep that mentality, you know, being down early against such a good team. Um, but having that calm demeanor is what helped us fight back. It seemed like one thing that was very important in that first game, too, was that Charlotte didn't have very many. They had a lot of opportunities, but not a lot of opportunities with Bailey Vinoy with runners on, in, on base or in scoring position. There was multiple instances, especially in the second inning of that first game, Lauren Love makes the diving catch. If she doesn't make that catch, Vinoy comes up with a runner or two on base. So how important was it to keep the runners off of base when Vinoy was at the plate? That was huge. That was the difference right there. You know, she is... Um, one of the best players in our conference. Um, she's one of the best hitters that we're going to face all year. And, you know, they have a lot of good hitters in their lineup, but, you know, she stands out and she's their best. And so, you know, to be able to to put her up in positions where she can't do too much damage, you know, she had some home runs in that first game, but they were very quiet, did very little damage because we were able to keep people off in front of her. And that's a, that made a huge difference in that game for us. A lot to ask you about on Saturday, but again, another come from behind victory down nine to five in this one. And it seemed like slowly but surely you clawed back into it. But one thing that people kind of don't see or don't read about as much as the pitching staff, the bullpen, Bob Varenka with three good innings on Saturday as well. How important was it for her to kind of segue, but also keep you guys within arm's length of Charlotte and that deficit you had? Yeah, she's the key. She was the key for us to win that game. Um, you know, if we didn't get a pitcher to come in and stop the bleeding for a few innings to give us a chance to regroup, we were, we were done for. And, um, you know, she came in as a freshman in a high-pressure situation against the preseason conference championship team who we respect a ton in, in regards to what they do on the field. Um, you know, she came in with poise and, and confidence, and she gave us the time we needed to, to keep clawing back and to kind of get our footing. As you guys make that comeback on Saturday, it seems like everybody in the order is making something happen. And even KK Kenny with a base hit in the extra innings to help tie the game and then eventually win it. So how important is it, again, top to bottom? You know what you're going to get maybe from your star players, but to have people off the bench 
at the bottom of the lineup step up when you need them to in that in those instances yeah bottom of our order was huge in that game and people coming in off the bench and producing you know we have a deep talented team and so we're pretty confident in in everybody in, you know that sits on that bench that when we call their name they're going to be prepared and it says a lot you know kk um has been in and out of the starting lineup has been out as of late but is still working hard at practice is still locked in and she got her her chance and she came through big for her team and um, that was huge. But, you know, like I said, we're a deep and talented team. And those types of games are fun for me as a coach, even though they're a little bit nerve-wracking. It's, it's a lot of fun to see so many people have awesome moments to help us win. Is that something that you guys as a coaching staff kind of preach, stay ready because you never know when you're going to get called on a pinch hit, run, do that sort of thing? Or is that just your players on the team you've got that are bought into what you do and how you coach and that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's something we have to continue to talk about. The the season gets long and it's hard when you're not playing every day. It's hard when you're not in the starting lineup. And I I don't shy away from that. I understand the the thought process as an athlete. I was an athlete once before, you know, a long time uh, time ago. But, you know, we we come constantly talk to them about that you know our we have so many good players and just because your name isn't in that starting lineup that doesn't mean that you're not going to do big things for this team and help us be successful we believe that whether it's in the dugout supporting your teammates whether it's trying to pick up on signals and helping me pick up pitchers pitches whether it's pinch running or pinch hitting or coming in for defense you're gonna you're going to have an opportunity to help our team succeed and you've got to be locked in and you've got to be all in to do that so that's something that we talk about all the time and it's a hard thing to do but you know true team players who want to win championships um, they're gonna buy into that long ball the difference in the third game the final game of the series to help sweep Charlotte four to three three homers to get the four runs but it seemed like Sydney Nestor, after those first three innings, Charlotte kind of hit her around a little bit. She didn't get rattled at all and was able to kind of shut the door on there in the final four innings. What did you see change maybe from her, uh, maybe just mindset or how she was pitching in the first three that really changed and flipped the switch in the final four? You know, honestly, she always has a really tough mindset and she's locked in and, and, and she always has that. I think that last part of the game, it was just her will to win and she was refusing to lose. I mean, it was guts. She, I talked to our whole team about it on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday, every Sunday, it's all about heart and all about guts. Who wants it more? And I think she just decided she wanted it more. She wanted us to win more than, um, and she showed that. I mean, she, she bared down and she um, really attacked their hitters and didn't back down, wasn't hesitant. Uh, and she kept that poise and that, that dominant um, demeanor the rest of the way. We talked about Bailey Vinoy just a little bit ago, mm-hmm. but after game one, you guys seemed really kind of limited to her. She didn't do as much damage as she did in the first game of the series. Definitely could have driven in a lot of runs. Uh, was there an adjustment from you guys, from your perspective, the pitching staff, that you attacked differently? How did you think you got her out and made things difficult for her after game one? Well, I think our, our pitching coach, Maddie Holub, does a really good job of studying hitters. And she does a ton of it before they get here, watching video of other games. But when she actually sees them in person and is able to kind of look through her plan from day to day, she's um, she's she's big on making those adjustments that we need to make to help get them out. And she gets input from the pitchers. You know, the pitchers see things, too. And Katie Adams sees things behind the plate. And, you know, they give her input and they work together to come up with a game plan each and every day. So, you know, that's just that just shows, uh, you know, her ability to kind of assess the current situation and how we're doing things and how we can tweak it and make it better, along with getting input from our pitchers and, and from Katie. You mentioned Katie Adams, and I want to ask about 
her performance this past weekend. Drives in four runs this weekend in the three games. We know she's kind of struggled a little bit to get going this season, but how important is it and how uh, nice was that to see her kind of get going? Do you think maybe that can uh, allow her to start seeing some success more at the plate because she has the capability to do that, but also because it helps balance the lineup out too? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think she's she's one of our best hitters, and she's struggled. She's just been inconsistent. And, you know, that not for lack of work or focus or – our want. Um, she's working really hard every day here with Coach Lyon trying to, you know, get things back on track and she has great moments and she did this weekend. She had great moments. We've got her down in the bottom of the order just to kind of get comfortable and kind of get her footing and, you know, I think that, that actually is a good thing for us. It puts her, you know, her potent bat down there and so when she, she gets it turned on, the bottom of our order, I mean, like I said, came through big time with Wit and with her this weekend. They did a lot of really good things and um, and she'll continue to work through it. I have no doubt. I have a lot of confidence in her, and I know that she'll be fine. Uh, moving forward, um, obviously, one big thing I think I've asked you about a few times is when Sydney Nestor's not out on the circle pitching for you guys, that's sometimes been a little bit of an issue, and that was apparent on Saturday, only getting, I think, an out maybe from Kaylee. So how do you approach that moving forward in terms of who maybe starts? Do you think it's a committee, three or four, before maybe Nestor in the end of the game? Because you always like to go with uh, – someone else is a game two starter. So is there a different approach or is that something as the season goes on, you just kind of play it by who's pitching well and what do you see in practice? Yeah, we'll have to play it by ear what we see in practice. Each pitcher um, throws live during the week and we get to watch that and see how they're looking. Um, you know, obviously matchups are another thing. You know, we look at the type of offense we're going to face and what might match up the best with them. Um, you know, but I, I do think um, we're going to use our entire staff. I mean, that's our game plan. We play one game a day in conference. So we'll throw every pitcher if we need to to try to win that game. What's been so good about playing at home? Obviously undefeated. They have a winning streak that dates back to last year. So what gives you guys this advantage at home, even if the deficit's four to five runs that it seems like you can never count Marshall softball out at uh, Hicks Field this year? We love it here. I tell you, we talked yesterday, we've got some special sauce here. There's something special. And I can't put it into words, but you feel it. Any of us that wear Marshall on our chest when we go out there to compete, coaches, um, players, we feel it out there. And, you know, I think it's it's a lot of different things. I think it's the pride we have in this place. I think it's the uh, fan support we get. Um, it's a great atmosphere. We're comfortable here. We love it here. Now, our challenge and what we've told our players is now we got to bring the dot to Boca. So our challenge is to get our, our atmosphere that we have here and that we feel here we're bringing it with us to Florida. You know, we have to. We are a team that plays best when we're having fun, when we're enjoying each other and the game. And we do that here really well. Um, now we have to get that type of mentality uh, when, we, when we hit the road. Final question. Obviously, it's going to be about Florida Atlantic this weekend, one of the better teams in conference, an opportunity here maybe to get two of three on the road to move up into these East Division standings. What have you seen from them that makes them really good, but also something that is going to be key for you guys to get two of three at least? Yeah, it's going to be a tough task to get two or three at their place. You know, they, their head coach passed away two weeks ago, I think now, and, and so they've got a special um, reason to fight this season. And, you know, we our thoughts and prayers have been with them um, throughout this. I know it's got to be hard for them. Um, so, you know, they're, they're playing with a lot of emotion and, and for something – um, for their for their coach who passed, so that's a tough thing to compete against. But you know they've got great pitching. Um, we we know that uh, last year when we played them, we won, but they were close games, and 
their pitcher, um, one pitcher did a very good job. Gardner's is a very talented pitcher who's had a great start to the season um, and has done well in the start of the conference season. So, you know, we know they're a team that's going to pitch really well. So we have to work on having quality at bats. Um, we have to make sure that we're um, taking control of our at bats and not allowing her to take control of them. We have to be disciplined and hit good pitches. Um, and we, we need to not try to do too much offensively. I think sometimes with us, we've got a lot of power potential. And I think sometimes we try too much to hit for power. You know, that's a natural thing that should happen. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes we press a little too much to do that. So this weekend, we need to just focus on hard hits, quality at-bats. Uh, and, and, you know, that's got to be our focus because they have a really, really good pitching staff. Thanks for the time. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the 7th edition of the Herd Hot Corner. Tune in again next week as we talk with head marshal baseball coach Jeff Wagner. But until then, stay tuned because Scott Hall has the call for Marshall softball against FAU, which is next.